Hello, it's Sari. How are you? Hi there. Good, Ali. Sorry we ran over it a little bit. That's okay. Not a problem. Not a <laughs> Thank problem. you so much. It's lovely to talk. <laughs> well, absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much. So, you're in uh, New York, I believe. That's your hometown, of course, uh, today. Is that I right? I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle of my living room. I'm in Brooklyn, huh? surrounded by my three pit bulls. And I have to tell you, I was just talking about them in the last interview, right. and I was m telling a funny story about them, you know, how I discovered them in a box of organic eggs as they were newborn pups. And <laughs> I guess one of my girls doesn't like the story. Oh. And I turn her, she had done a big poop right in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's very funny. That That's how a pit bull gives you the middle finger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this is all private stuff you're talking about. <laughs> oh, well, it, it's nice that you've let the, the listeners uh, hear some of your private life, though, you know. And, uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully she's uh, she'll be on good behavior. She's, she looks like she's sleepy now. Oh, good. So. Good, good. Excellent. <laughs> what, what an opening line that is, then, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> So, Kids and dogs, right? Absolutely. So we're, uh -huh. we're, we're talking today because you, you have a new album coming out, uh, Never Say Never, which is yes. out on Manhap Manhattan even records on Friday the 5th of October. Uh, yes. That's over in the UK. Now, reading the, the uh, press release about it and a little bit on your blog, it was written over 18 months and I was amused by that you've travelled from a loft apartment in New York, which I take it is where you live. Uh, yeah to Spain, uh, a bakery in Bath, a factory in Germany, a uh, sheep farm in <laughs> Wales, uh, yeah. holiday chalet in Skegness, always a lovely place, Skegness. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sentiments exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, a jit in France and finally a barn in Norfolk. Oh so, my God, it's exhausting, isn't it? Isn't it though? So uh, tell us a little bit about the writing process in those places. Um, what were your favourites and... Oh, what what a good question. Well, you know, what what really I guess I guess the best thing that came from all this experience was as you you know travel on the on the journey of your life, mm -hmm. you you can't help but be influenced by the wonderful people you meet along the way and the places that you've been. And I think all of these experiences sort of infuse themselves into my songwriting. Because mm -hmm. I'm I'm very sentimental and and I hold on to everything I, I I really am an an observer of people I love people and you know all these experiences have changed me and and hopefully for the better I'm every every day I try I try evolve into into someone better than I was the day before I'm I'm not always succeeding, but I am trying. I am trying. <laughs> In fact, it is very trying. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. Like I I, I was um, telling someone when I got to my apartment in Bath, when I was handed the key to that apartment, it was this big, heavy, old-fashioned brass key, mm. and we don't see those kind of keys here in in New York. Sure. And I just the weight of it just made me feel so grounded. And I, I thought, you know, this this is like an anchor and I'm being anchored here in in this place and time. And 
I immediately started writing a song that was very a very personal song, a very challenging song because you know it's a, it's a, a little bit about my my relationship with my dad in there, but it gave me that really the inspiration to start writing about this particular subject and right. and I realize all the different places I've been you know have all influenced me in a way that have created some kind of inspiration that that led to the album that we've just completed and you know that it's a gift really yeah and so inspiration from a sheep farm in Wales do we can we enlighten ourselves about that one? yeah okay so that song first of all you know I just love the countryside mm -hmm. coming you know born in Queens New York, New York yes. living in Brooklyn you know living <laughs> in the middle there were you know there was ambulance and fire trucks and police police chase just just happened a half hour ago and that's a normal morning in Brooklyn sure. and being there in in Wales it was just so bucolic and I started thinking about the freedom you know the the open headspace And I wrote a, the song "Freedom" there. Right. Yeah. Didn't write didn't write any songs about sheep yet. The <laughs> farming, no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> That'll be next. Uh, and you, a lot of yeah uh, writing was done. Well, you were you were sort of co-writing with Henning, weren't you, Henning? Yeah, Henning Gerka and I started working together years ago, and we wrote a number of songs together for a force of nature. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to write a lot more material with Henning. And, you know, he's always inspiring. He's a multi-instrumentalist. And what I love about the way Henning and I work together is we will write a great chorus and then take the chorus and say, okay, now we're going to make that great chorus a verse. <laughs> now we're going to challenge ourselves to write an, an even, even better, better chorus. chorus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, normally when I suggest this to other people I've written with, you know, they, they turn white. <laughs> it's like, sure, yeah. no, so just seriously? Top 10 hit, now you want me to do a number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> But Henning and I, we just, you know, we loved, we loved the challenge. We, we loved the pain. I don't know. We love to torment each other, but in the end it, you know, it, It's a really exciting collaboration right. together, and yeah, I love it. And, and is there a sort of a standard way that you would start a, a song, you know, when you sit down? Do yes, always. It's always the same. We come up with a chord progression, mm -hmm. then start to formulate a melody, and I'm always using nonsensical lyrics, but justifying the meter and the rhyme. Sure. And then once we have that fully established, we're we're sitting next to each other. He's a, got a beautiful studio in Germany, and I'm sitting next to him in the control room with a cup of coffee in one hand and a microphone in the other. Mm -hmm. And I'm just singing these ridiculous lyrics. Sometimes they're Chinese, sometimes they're in French. I don't speak French. But. <laughs> so, <laughs> but once, once we know, okay, this is it, this is working, then I find a cave somewhere, somewhere very dark and secluded and very lonely. I just need coffee and then I work on the lyrics. And it is, I don't come out until it's done. And it's very, it's frightening. It's pain. It's really, it's a scary thing because it's like, there's no one you can go to for the answer when you get stuck and, and you know, you've got something that potentially has great artistic 
value and you're just looking for that one one last that brilliant line you know uh, but um you know it's you've got nowhere to go you've just got to keep yeah, thinking about it <laughs> yeah yeah and and then you know you think oh my god what if this is the writer's block everyone always talks about what if it happens right now and i never can finish the song <laughs> Ooh, yeah. and then you just say you know it stop just be in the moment let the music tell you what it wants to be and the truth is Honestly, if I can get myself out of the way and take my fears out of it and just sort of allow myself to just be a channel for this creative energy that is flowing around all of us, mm. if, if you just tap into that, then it comes. And, and then it's really easy. The hard part is just removing myself from, from the mix. Actually relaxing about the yes sort of thing and, yes and exactly because because fear inhibits any kind of creativity your mind goes into survival mode your body shuts shuts down everything else but uh it gears up for battle when there's fear and so you have to eliminate fear and the anxiety in order to really be the, your most highly functioning creative self that's a hard place to find is it is that a, a something that you suffer from uh, before going on stage at all? No, I, I never did because I consider myself a storyteller. That's okay. it. And when I go out and take the stage, I, I'm just telling a story. So there's no judgment in it for me. Okay. And I, I recognize the audience is not there for me. I am there for them. Right. My job is to deliver the the music the the emotion the emotional content of a song to the audience and deliver it in a way that is accessible and in, and in a way that they can experience that emotion and when when i am in that mindset mm -hmm. as the storyteller it's very easy looking looking through your um your press release again and, and the track by track listings and stuff there's a, quite a few songs I think have sort of a theme of uncertainty and a little bit of regret about some things that you may have done or the worry yeah. that you might regret not yeah. having done some things in, in your life is that would that be true or most definitely see that I am a, as I said a very sentimental person and I do uh, tend to hold on to experiences and people and stuff a lot of it becomes baggage mm. that you carry around through your life that you don't need it doesn't serve you any purpose other than to to create regret and you know i'm very often dragged into the past um and trying to remain present and be present in the moment and find gratitude in, in everything that you have in the present moment is, is something that I work very, very hard to achieve because there's sometimes I, I recognize that I am sometimes very happy being unhappy. There's a melancholiness that, that feels very comfortable to me. And, you know, I, I've accepted um, that I'm, I'm actually quite introverted Right. And um, I think that's why I found my voice through music and as a songwriter, because I, I can more easily communicate things that I'm feeling through, through lyrics and, and through 
my singing voice than I can in in other ways. Right. So, yeah. And, and that's possibly quite a common thing, the introvert thing, isn't it? For, for a lot of musicians, I would think, uh, probably members of the public or whatever, think, oh, you know, yeah. he's up on stage, oh, he must be a real outgoing sort of person and I bet he's the life and soul of the party or she's the life and soul of the party but actually you can be quite a shy retiring person once you're off that sort of spotlight as it you're you're absolutely right absolutely and there are many great public figures who had to overcome this sense of you know insecurity um Eleanor Roosevelt for example was very, very introverted, but it didn't stop her from giving, you know, hundreds of significant speeches and, you know, all the, you know, political activism that she did. Mm. But um, Albert Einstein was another great introvert. There are really, there are many, many artists and um, important historical figures. And I think part part of being an introvert is, is also, the, is sort of this, um, this inner focus on creating and um, it takes a lot of emotional energy and a lot of you, a lot of focus in mm. order to, to create something new. Okay. And, you know, it, it becomes, for me, it becomes a bit obsessive sometimes. Okay. And, and talking about having to find energies and stuff, I, I read just earlier uh, about the Robin Trower gig earlier this year. Yeah. So tell the listeners a little bit about that because it seems like a little bit uh, <laughs> fraught <laughs> with nerves and tell us what happened. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was it was going to be a big show for us and it was the first time that we were supporting Robin as well. And uh, we were doing an acoustic show, which means you're really exposed. Mm. You've got, it was myself, my guitarist Ash Wilson mm-hmm. and Bob Fritzema, mm-hmm. just the three of us. And earlier that morning, Ash slipped on the ice and nearly broke his wrist, but it was so badly sprained he couldn't even move his fingers <laughs> when he arrived. Right. He, he confessed that he was in agonizing pain and had absolutely no n- no facility to move his fingers whatsoever. Right. <laughs> And I take so, it it was on his left hand rather than his strumming hand. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, luckily, um, Robin's drummer, who's a great friend of ours, Chris Taggart, had some some pain pills with him. I, I Between us, I don't know if they were legal or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were these nice colors, and we just all wanted to take them at that point. <laughs> but luckily, the, uh, the pain pain medication helped and Ash got through the show somehow. And then afterwards on the way back, um, somehow the engine of his car blew up and he and he and Bob got stranded, you know, for like three weeks or something on the side of the highway. They might've been exaggerating, but <laughs> it was no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. So it, it made it quite an unforgettable show. Right. And, and obviously, as you say, you have Ash and Bob, uh, in the band now, so it's it's sort of like it's a different band, isn't it, to to the Engine Room? Yeah. How the, did that come about? Well, Ash had supported me in London when we did a show, and I'd heard so much about his playing, 
that normally I don't get to hear the support act, but this time I made a point to go out front and listen to him, and I was just blown away. And then backstage, we just hit it off. There was I was so comfortable with him, and I had been wanting to go into a, a slightly different direction with my songwriting, and that required some new inspiration, mm. and Ash was really on the same wavelength with me on that, and... Um, it was just perfect timing. Bob Fritzema had just left Kinking, mm -hmm. and you know I had always been a big fan of his work. So, and Bob and Ash had done a lot of work together as well. So that was the foundation of the new band, and you know it just sort of all bringing Matt Beeble in on bass was, you know, just an obvious choice because um, he had, you know, he's he's a great bass player with this just big fat tone and just, you know, okay. exactly what the songs require. And uh, Roy Martin came in on drums. I had seen him play at a concert in Liverpool and just loved what he was doing. And, and uh, yeah, it was just a question of everybody being in the right place at the right okay. time. Excellent. And so we, it, that brings us to the tour, which starts very soon, actually, on September yeah. 18th. It uh, does. The 13th, in fact, it is September the 13th in Leicester at the Musician. Correct. Um, and then we'll, we'll just tell people where we go after that. We go to the Borderline in London, uh, Mickleton Live in Mickleton Village Hall, Durham, which is the one closest to us. Uh, Bilston, and where are we after that? We're on the next page. Uh, Pontypridd, Derby, Oxford, Poynton, and Godalming, uh, ending on Saturday the 29th of September. And you can check out on your website, no doubt, and Facebook page for, for ticket details and stuff like that. Is that right? That is correct. Got it all. Good, good, good. So the touring, do you enjoy touring the UK? Do, how does it differ from like touring mainland Europe or the US? I love, I love it, love it. When, when I'm touring the UK, oddly enough, I feel like I'm touring at home. Right. <laughs> I, I have developed such a special relationship with the UK that I really feel like I'm home. I, I get off the plane at Heathrow and I, you know, come up to the customs agents and I say, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, just stand in that queue for the next three hours, exactly. please, for sure. <laughs> um, have a seat, please. But yes. actually, I, you know, I come in and out so often, I, I, a few of them recognize me now, right. and they they promise they're coming to the borderline show. <laughs> oh well, I hope they keep and the I, that's going to be pressure because I'm afraid if I'm not good enough, they're not going to let me back in the country next time. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be searching you for some of those painkillers again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just you know my band, as they're all based in the UK. Mm. My my record label is is based there, and we've just got such wonderful support. The fans are just fabulous and it's just really it feels like home and you know anywhere we tour even when we go into you know a city we've never been i just always imagine these are these are your you know your your friends you just haven't met yet mm. that's all you know like-minded people who love the same kind of music so you know it's a celebration it's one of the mo more beautiful things in life you Great. know this this exchange we have Great. so and you're doing it in a nice time of year as well in the autumn in, in the UK. It's always pleasant yeah. winter, as opposed to midwinter. Yeah, but, you know, I I love it all. I really do. 
I love I love wearing big big heavy sweaters. You know, I've got a couple of great sweaters I got in Scotland, and right. I, you know, it's just yeah, it's great layers. <laughs> and, but I take it you'll have to leave your your pit bulls behind, obviously. Yeah, that's the hard part. You know, yeah. they. They they get into my suitcase. I'll have to send you a picture of that. It, they they must think I'm going to the dog run because where you know where else would I be going? And you know, I, it's just that's that is the most difficult One thing. One downside of it, of touring. Yeah, it is. But you know, they're so far they've been willing to share me. So and they have each other. So oh, well, you know, good. that's good. Yeah. Sorry, I think I've overrun my time. So best cut loose, no. unfortunately. And, it's been uh, such a pleasure to speak with you. And you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, again, all the details for the upcoming album and the gigs are on your website uh, and on the, your Facebook page. If people just put, put you in there and to Google, they'll find everything, won't they? All the details. Yes, they will. Excellent. Sorry, thanks so much for your time. I hope to uh, catch you somewhere on tour, perhaps in, in Mickleton, at the Mickleton Village Hall in Durham. Uh, wonderful. In September, 15th of September, that is. So, thanks Great. again. Take well, care. Well, I look forward to seeing you. Thank you okay. so much, Ali. Thanks now. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye.